Welcome to Political Coffee, your one-hour thought-provoking news and commentary as you begin your day. And now, here's your host, Jeff Krops. Hey, good morning, everybody. Great to be with you. It's Thursday here on Political Coffee. Hey, some good news out of the legislature. I know that. Hang on a second there. Sorry about that. Good news out of the legislature. What would that be? Well, in the Senate, the Oregon Senate, I think Democrats have caved on Measure 110. They have basically adopted for really no other way to describe it. They have adopted the Republicans demand that drugs, illegal drugs, illicit drugs, meth, heroin and beyond. Um, recriminalize it to a class A misdemeanor. Right now it's a class E misdemeanor. It's obviously failing. When you issue $100 tickets, that's all the current law allows for somebody using meth or heroin or fentanyl, which is killing people. Like my chiropractor's 28-year-old son whom I knew from the age of 10, whom I did, I hosted his celebration of life service. The only child of his mother. It's powerful, fentanyl. Virtually every one of you Virtually every one of you have been touched by fentanyl. All of these drugs have poured into Oregon with the influence of the cartels, especially in Southern Oregon. All of that has got to be fixed because it's it's more than just politics, folks. It's destroying nation. It's destroying Oregon. Now, recriminalizing it from a class E, the Democrats only want to make it a class C misdemeanor. So you had 6,700, about roughly 6,800 tickets under the old scheme of measure 110. Class E misdemeanor. Law enforcement issued 6,800 tickets. Of those people, remember, Measure 110 was supposed to get people drug treatment. That was the theory. Didn't work. Because only 50 people out of 6,800. Now, I'm not sure if those are tickets to multiple tickets to one or two people or several people. Bottom line is 50 people, 50 people got treatment, sought treatment 
out of 6,800. Now, not only is that an abysmal failure, we're seeing it. It's creating homelessness. It's creating wild amounts of crime. People breaking into your car, stealing things. The Senate Judiciary Committee decided to adopt an amendment to a placeholder bill that recriminalizes, and it was a 5-0 vote. Now, the Democrats control the Senate, folks. It was a 5 to nothing vote. And we're going to talk about this today in the war room. The war room starts at 8 o'clock this morning, goes till 3 o'clock this afternoon. Want to join us is the Oregon Citizens Lobby War Room. Go to Oregon Citizens, that's plural, OregonCitizensLobby.org. You'll see you can you can get signed up to get the emails of the war room announcements. We have a war room today at the Ike Box Coffee House, which is northwest corner at the end, the west end of the Capitol Malls in Salem. Okay. Today, we have two special guests joining us. I don't know. What legislators are coming over today? Because typically we have a legislator show up. I don't know who's showing up today. That's Tracy Hensley really one runs the war room. I just come and pontificate and bloviate and all of that. <laughs> That's a joke, folks. Anyway, um, Monique Despain is running for the 4th Congressional District of Congress. She's been in... She's a lawyer, a former military lawyer, a JAG officer. She's in private practice with Kevin Mennix. She has been in Salem. She moved to Eugene. She is running for the 4th District of Congress. She's going to join us about noon. And then another friend of mine, Glenn Stonebrink, former lobbyist, cattleman. He's going to join us and talk with us about his passion you stand firm for the Constitution. And he has, he has created a great deal of wealth. And he has spent so much of that wealth in the cause of liberty and preserving our constitutional republic. He's going to join us also at noon. It's a fascinating man. You'll want to be there to listen to him. So kudos to the Senate Republicans for joining with Democrats, Kim Thatcher, who said, proud to cast my vote in favor of the Class A misdemeanor amendment because everyone deserves to feel safe whether they're riding the bus or taking their kids to school. Need to implement this statewide. If transit can be drug-free zone, so can the rest of Oregon. Now, this only is a bill that, this is Senate Bill 1553. It's only for transit. It doesn't make it a statewide. Because you see, the committee is a the Joint Measure 110 Committee. Now, this fight, because in the Joint Committee, you got to understand, that this is not a done deal, folks. It is in the Senate in this bill, 1553. 
Now, the House, now, if if, if this is a, a bipartisan bill and it passes out of Committee 5-0, it's going to pass on the floor of the Senate. Then it's going to go over to the House. So then what will the House do with it? Will they expand it? Because you could. You could offer an amendment on the House side to make this then the policy. You could add the, the House Bill 4002. You could add this as an amendment. You could basically take the language out of House Bill 4002 and put it into this bill. Or you could use the language of this bill and amend it into House Bill 4002, which is the complete rewrite of Measure 110. I need to make you aware of that we're going to talk about it today in the war room. So come and join us today in the war room at the Ike Box. We're in the Bay Room starting at 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. We're in the Bay Room, and the Bay Room is on the ground floor because the Ike Box is a two-story building. It's on the ground floor, and it's behind the stage. Okay, so just walk, walk around the hallway behind the stage, and you'll find us. There's free coffee. Usually Tim brings in donuts. It's powerful. You have an opportunity. Bring your laptop. We're going to look at legislation. We're going to watch hearings live. We're going to watch floor sessions live. We're going to read bills. We're going to find bills. We're going to look at amendments, and we're going to write testimony in real time and input it on these bills. There's lots to fight over, and we have to stand. All right. Enough of that. Uh, Thanks to Peter, Peter Reddy, for sending me the Tucker Carlson interview. Folks, if you have not seen this, uh, I am definitely going to put this up uh, on the the show plan. This is Tucker Carlson's interview, the first discussion after his interview with Putin. This was at the World Government uh, Summit in and this was, I think, was was held in Dubai. Tucker went there. And you know what? He, this is a fascinating interview. It's about 25, 26 minutes long. I, I'm not going to play it. I'm just going to tell you, you need to watch it. Because in it, he talks about how he had been trying to get to Putin for three years. When he was at Fox, he was trying to get to Putin to interview him. This was... Just before Putin invades, everybody knew Putin was going to invade Ukraine. Tucker wanted to interview him. What he says in this interview is that the CIA monitored his text messages, as he found out later, and they leaked his text messages about wanting to interview Putin And it spooked Putin and the Russians. Does that not put some things into context for those of you who watched the Tucker-Putin interview where he talks so much focused on the CIA? And if it is true that the CIA and the deep state got involved and killed a peace deal, a ceasefire, actually a peace deal, period, 
with Putin in 2022, not long after Putin had invaded, and then he had to withdraw up around Kiev. Why? Because he got his butt kicked. Folks, this business of the Russian military being so strong, we're show- they're not, folks. They're a paper tiger. Yes, they have nuclear weapons. Yes, they have hypersonic missiles. Yes, he wants to put nuclear weapons in space. They're leaking all of that. It still makes him very dangerous, but he is not able. Folks, the Lidlo Ukrainian army has pushed back on Putin. Now, Putin still has more machinery and and tanks and airplanes and ability to do things. This war is at a stalemate and it's likely going to continue to be a stalemate. It's not good. It needs to be solved. It needs to be stopped for humanity's sake. But Putin, who's threatening the use of nuclear weapons, which is why you cannot trust anything this man says, even though much of what he said in the interview was truthful and correct. But the bottom line is this. Watch this Tucker interview. Watch him talk about the deep state infringing on his rights. There's probably not a FISA court order allowing the CIA to monitor his text message. Another reason Tucker ought to sue the government. Anyway, we're back with more Oregon stuff. Don't go away. It's Thursday. War Room Day. 503-589-1220 is the power of Buick GMC Talk Line. Back in a moment. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. Twenty-two minutes past the top of the hour. You know, I've got a great email here, and, and I'm going to read it to you in a moment. About Senate Bill 1583, this is the bill that takes away more of your parental rights because it prohibits you having any impact at a school board on curriculum you don't like, like transgender, like pornography, that's being taught in the guise of transgenderism. Okay? Now, Folks, you had up until, you know, after a hearing, you have up until 24 hours to submit testimony that will be included in the official public record. This is part of what we teach in the war room. Today's war room day, Ike Box Coffee House on the northwest corner of the Capitol Mall in Salem. It's right on the north side of the brand new YMCA. Can't miss it. Ike Box, we're in the Bay Room on the ground floor behind the stage. Free coffee. Come and join us. Bring your laptop. 
learn and be effective, be active, write testimony. So important. A fantastic piece of news I've got to share with you all. Yesterday, I got a text from Representative Ed Deal. Ed regularly joins us in the war room, also at the Political Coffee Clatch, as you know. So grateful that he and Jamie, his wife, um, which are partners, as are Dennis and Diane Linthicum, Senator Linthicum from Klamath Falls, um, for coming to our, our both our war room and the, uh, the political coffee clutch. Anyway, I got a text from Representative Deal, and he said that the statewide property tax is dead. The massive opposition scared the living daylights out of the Democrats, folks. Now, why would you propose such a crazy idea in an election year? Well, the people who proposed it are the Marxist Democrats from Portland in safe seats. The other Democrats in swing seats no doubt lit their hair on fire, went running to Rob Wagner, the president of the Senate, said, you got to stop this. you got to kill this. This is going to kill us. And I'm sure they probably polled it from the time it was introduced, and they did not like what they were getting. The answers, anyway. So I've got to remind you uh, before I read this great email, because your testimony makes a difference. And by the way, Representative Deal made it very clear that all of us collectively working together, those of us in the war room, those of us in this radio audience, political coffee clutch, and others, just created such a, a powerful pushback. The Democrats got really scared. It's the same reason, and this is the same opportunity we have with tolling, by the way. It's the same deal. Because this crosses party lines. People don't like it. People who normally vote Democrat don't like this. Union people. That's their base, folks. This affects their pocketbook. They don't like it. Just like all them there union folks, including the governor, voted against Salem's income tax. You can be powerfully, powerfully effective. You should also be effective in the fight for liberty by supporting my pillow. Get fantastic deals, great heavy discounts on all their incredibly good products. I use their products. You guys know this. You know, I use their outside, the, the slip-on slippers. I have a pair of them. I, I walk. They have this, this great multi-layer of, of sole for, for not only comfort but durability so that you can wear them outside. You know, I told you that when the ice storm hit, it and my running shoes were the only shoes I could wear on the ice and not slip and fall. I've slipped and fell four times on the ice. And I, those slippers gripped the ice. But I use them regularly. I walk out on the rock with them. And I wear them extended periods of time walking. And they don't hurt my feet. 
I have high arches. I have to have special lifts made specifically for my left and my right foot. I have to insert them in all of my shoes, my boots, my running shoes, whatever. I don't have to use them with my pillow slippers. Why? Because of how they're built. You get discounts on all of those slippers. They're towels, they're bathrobes, they're sheets. I use all that stuff, folks. Get the big discounts, live comfortable, support what Mike Lindell's doing, support what we're doing in this radio show and this radio station. Go to MyPillow.com, use the promo code PC23, and I'm grateful to all of those of you who have. I get weekly reports. Thank you. Don't stop. MyPillow.com, PC23. So Steve wrote, said, I submitted testimony. This is an email. Today for Senate Bill 1583, but I scaled it back, way back from what I submit to you below. The question is, when, if ever, would it be appropriate to be so blunt and uh, pedantic? I also wrote it to exercise my writing skills as they have not used, been used a whole lot recently. When we come back from the break, I am going to beat this. This is a great example of how you and encourage others by what you write, what you say, and testimony. It matters, folks. Makes a difference. We're winning. May not seem like it, but we are. It's 6.30. Back in a moment. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. We are back in 24 minutes from the top of the hour. Great to have you with us. 503-589-1220 is the power of Buke GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. Emails to jeff at 1220.am. Jeff at KSLM. Dot news. Now, I have, I, I want to finish this email from Steve because it is fantastic, a fantastic example of how you can make an impact by what you do, by you getting involved. That's, that's the purpose of this show because when you get involved, you can change your world by having persuadable conversations with persuadable people. By the way, um, thanks, uh, Anna. Danielle Bethel, who is Marion County Commissioner, is um, going to be speaking at Life Church on the 21st at 6.30 in, in the evening, uh, up in the upper room. Life Church is at 255 College Drive. Okay. She's going to be talking about how you can impact and influence county politics, what that means. Okay, So just put that on your calendar. By the way, something else on your calendar, something I have to apologize for, was yesterday. Today actually is the gun violence town hall at the Elsinore. Today's the 15th. 
Yesterday was the 14th Valentine's Day, right? Well, <laughs> I, uh, I misspoke. When I was urging y'all to go to the, um, to the gun violence town hall yesterday, because it wasn't yesterday, it's today, folks. 6 p.m., free tickets at the door at the Elsinore Theater. Show up. My apologies to those of you who showed up and it wasn't there. My bad. Also, my bad that uh, I could not show up at that great event on the fountain yesterday, worship prayer for the state, for the nation. Uh, I had intended to go, and then the electricians showed up unannounced, uh, and I had to stay at my my new home project. We're just about done. So uh, it, I, thanks to, uh, to Julie and uh, Joe Ray Perkins, uh, who live-streamed it on Facebook, uh, I just saw some great pictures. Looks like it was wonderful. And we need to keep doing that kind of thing. It's so important. So important that we have people of faith involved in the political world. Because if you're not, you're getting run over by the left. I've got some more great emails. And I'm going to get to them all. There's a story, by the way. I'm going to mention this to you. I don't know if we're going to have time to talk about it. On the Gateway Pundit, remember the guy who said this is was the most secure election ever? Chris Krebs, the head of the federal government CISA agency supposed to be you know, charged with election, um, all of that security. He lied under oath, folks, and they have proof of it. He lied under oath to Congress. Now, will anything happen? Well... If Republicans ever get courage and go after somebody other than Hunter Biden with subpoenas and threats of throwing him in jail, like they're doing to Peter Navarro and Steve Bannon, if Republic that the Democrats are doing, by the way, that wasn't Republicans, then this guy ought to go to jail. He ought to be prosecuted. You know, until we start doing that, Nothing's going to change. There's no consequence. Again, this is common sense. Is it not common sense? Just think about your children. How, if you didn't hold them accountable for breaking the rules, did their behavior get better or did it get worse? Did they continue to break rules? Did they break greater rules if you didn't discipline them? You know the answer to it. If you draw a line and say, these are the rules, this is the law, this is the law of the family, and if you break those rules, here's the consequences. Because in life, you know that when you don't abide by the rules, there are consequences. Well, until we start doing that, and again, I just gave you the perfect way you could have a persuasive conversation. You use common sense. You use our personal life shared experiences like with your children, to point out there has to be rules and they have to be enforced for everyone. Justice is blind, unless you're liberal Democrats or Marxists in control of the state of Oregon or the U.S. Department of Justice. And then, you know, there's one standard for Trumpers, for Tucker Carlson, for me, for you, Tina Kotek in your Ministry of Truth, 
for those of us who disagree with the official narrative, there's one standard for us and another standard for everybody else. I digress. Thanks to Freedom Heating and Air, by the way, for being a great company that makes your life a lot better. You know, heating and cooling systems don't always work right. And when they break, you're not very comfortable at home, are you? Or in your business. You got to get it fixed. You got to get it fixed right away, especially if you're a business. You know, if you're a retail business and, and customers, you know, walk in and expect to be, you know, comfortable and they're not because you're not because your system has failed, you need help and you need it right away. Go to Freedom Heating and Air, their website, freedomheatingandair.net. It's all one word, freedomheatingandair.net. Check out their great blog, everything else. Give them a call, 503-580-1456-580-1456. I'm going to share this email, by the way, from from Nancy. And I want to do this because I think it's, she said I didn't have to, but this is, this is a great email. But I need to finish this other email first. This is Steve's testimony on Senate Bill 1583. And Gary, hang on, I'll get you in a second. Here's what he wrote. He thought it was over the top and he scaled it back, but I'm telling you, this is good stuff. Senate Bill 1583, he wrote, is so poorly written or too craftily, if intentional, that no challenges to any objectionable material could ever be allowed. Now, folks, that's a powerful opening statement. And it, it just strikes at the heart of the issue, does it not? Let me read it again. Senate Bill 1583 is so poorly written or too craftily, if intentional, that, this is the money quote, that no challenges to any objectionable material could ever be allowed. Now, let me read the rest of it quickly, and then I'll go to Gary. Even the most vile material could be shoehorned by pretzel logic to fulfill the clause on page one, line 25, quote, study of the roles and contributions of a protected class and provide a fluid blockade of any objection whatsoever. Where in the bill is the language that could prohibit modern Playboy or Penthouse magazine issues that show same-sex interaction from the classroom or the library of an elementary school. After all, an argument could be made that the high quality photos themselves elevate the depicted acts as such a artistic high level that to preclude withholding from students would be grievous violation of human art. Though the language found in SB 1583 and ORS 659.850, one could argue that this type of art equates to Bathsheba at her bath by Rembrandt, but only if the art demonstrates a study of roles, quote, study of roles and contributions, unquote, of a protected class. Fortunately, Bathsheba is Jewish and therefore protected. Finally, who but the parents should choose the educational materials of a school their child attends? That the schools have historically failed students is evidenced by the governor removing any academic mastery to obtain a high school diploma. But it could be said that students at least would know how to use a dildo. Was that over the top? I don't think so. You know, 
Limbaugh used to say, illustrate the absurd by being absurd. This is not absurd. This is logic. And it is great testimony that Steve should have submitted. He toned it down, he said. Steve, this was good. I'm glad you did it. All right, got to go to the phones. We'll start first with Gary, and we'll move to Tim. Gary, good morning. Go Beeps. Hey, hey, Jeff. Go Ducks. If you got a minute, the most amazing thing happened yesterday. Okay. Uh, our group, about 15 years ago, uh, we did a uh, we stopped light rail uh, going through uh, Tigard, Tualatin, and Lake Oswego. I remember. And uh, we, because we, we sent some petitions around and we put it on their uh, charters that uh, these people would have a chance to vote before light rail came into those cities. Well, a uh, funny thing happened. I was uh, the King City Club who hey, I've, hang you on know, through the helped break. us. Hang, yeah. hang on through the break, Gary. I'll get to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hang on to you all. I promise I'll get to you right on the other side of the break. Folks, it's 648. It's important stuff. You don't want to miss it. Be right back. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. We are back. Quick to have you with us. 503-589-1220 is the power of Buick GMC Talk. I'm going to go right back to the phones to Gary and then on to Tim. Gary, go. Yeah, uh, let me finish this. Uh, so our group uh, fought light rail uh, to stop them in Tigard, which uh, we won, and uh, it was a miracle that we did. And the only time uh, TriMet and uh, and Metro has lost in the state of Oregon, and I think it's the biggest win we've ever had in the state of Oregon. But anyway, uh, if not for that, this whole city would have light rail everywhere and people would just be paying through the nose for taxes, et cetera. Well, anyway, I was, uh, I'm supposed to talk tonight uh, because I couldn't find anybody to go with Lipscomb, and I said, okay, I'll talk about uh, Forest for Oregon, what we're doing there. Well, yesterday I get an email when they announced it from John Goodhouse, who's a councilman for Tigard, and he sends me this thing that they're trying to go around us. Tigard is sending out a new charter for their city uh, because it hadn't been updated since, you know, 1900s or whatever. And in the charter, it is taking away their right to vote for light rail and their right to vote for uh, not having water from Wilsonville. is another uh, Portland issue. But this is a way for, for Metro to get around the light rail vote so they can uh, finish light rail and run it all the way down to Salem eventually. And so that, that guess what I'm going to be talking about tonight. That is when and where? Uh, it's at the King City Clubhouse. 
uh, King City Golf Course uh, okay. at 7 o'clock. And, uh, yeah, just a miraculous set of events. That they're going to have the they're going to have the vote on primary day, May twenty first, and slip this through. Wow. Okay, Gary, thank you. Is that you amazing or what? About that. Yeah, I appreciate it. Go Beavs. Let's move on to uh, Tim. Good Tim, good morning. Hi, Jeff. I'd like to make a comment about uh, church relationship with a school. Yes. Go to undivided. dot com talks about the the church I belong to in Westland, South Lake. We entered into a contract with a Portland school district, Roosevelt High School. We It shows there on that site what we did, what's happened in the seven years after that, how we went into Detroit, Michigan, and what happened in an inner-city school in Detroit, it is phenomenal. Really? Okay. So, and the end and the end result, Jeff, that Roosevelt High School had the greatest improvement in graduation rates in the state of Oregon. They had a brand new track put in that's Division One quality. They say it's as good as one at what Hayward Stadium at the University of Oregon, a football field with authentic, uh, what, turf on it? Wow. Okay. That's pretty cool. Now, I do have stuff about what I said when I testified, if you want me to take that time. Yeah. Go, go right ahead. Okay, one of the sections in the bill, it talks about lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender. Gender. So I wanted to know what LGBTQIA plus meant. Lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, questioning, intersex, asexual, non-binary, and the plus meant all gender identities and sexual orientations that letters and words cannot yet describe. It creates confusion in students, makes them vulnerable to grooming, couple this with other decisions about legalizing drugs. I will not support a bill that makes a mockery out of the word discrimination. I believe the way you stop efforts to eliminate discrimination is to keep enlarging the group affected. Okay. Tim, thank you. I I can't I can't disagree with that in any way. I can't disagree with it. Well well said. Thanks and I appreciate Tim your uh, your contributions and your thoughtfulness in that and share that with us today uh, when you come into the war room. We look forward to seeing you there. Folks, it's War Room Day. We'll be at the Ike Box Coffee House in the Bay Room, which is right behind the stage on the ground floor. You just walk past the the counter where you buy, and I hope you buy uh, great food there. We have free coffee, so you can come in and have free coffee. Anyway, the War Room is there, and you can participate today. You can absolutely participate today. All right. 
Uh, Nancy's great email is this. Until the country as a whole, Dems, Republicans, young and old, and everyone stop taking drugs, we will always have a drug problem in our country. It comes from the heart. You have to want to not take drugs. This training should be inculcated rather in our youth from birth. Something like, don't put your hand in the fire. Should be fortified in our schools and colleges and in our churches adamantly. My hairdresser's only boy, only child was found in a park bathroom in Portland, dead of fentanyl. He was a great guy, sweet, handsome, hardworking. Then, well, you know the story. Something hit him and he went sideways and he spiraled downwards. We found out when a sheriff's car pulled up in front of her house with tears in her eyes, she opened the door and told him she already knew. Two things are saving her, her deep faith and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and her husband. When these idiots rescinded punishments for taking drugs, anyone with two brain cells knew it wouldn't help. You should be held accountable for making things worse. So the problem is, is that the people of Oregon are the ones who voted in Measure 110, decriminalizing hard drugs. They're the ones who did it. They're the idiots. Deceived people who meant well who are destroying lives every day. Doug writes, reclassification of fentanyl to class A, you say? Of course, he writes. The majority always votes for increases in the cost of government and the business of government. The drift of laws to absolute prohibition of everything will soon include even those ideas that challenge or drift from the noblest of leftist virtues. So liberal and loving they are. Flip side of sentimentality, can't speak, is brutality. Till enough liberals and their children end up dead from millions of invaders from open borders, the death cult of governors and government-funded civil war just waits to be dispatched. Hmm. Um, where can you park at the Ike box, bring money for parking? Thank you. You can park for free for three hours, actually all day if you wanted to figure out how to do it. One block west of the ike box right at the transit station is free parking on both sides of the street you can park on one side for three hours and then you literally can move your car across the street for another three hours you can only do it for three hours each day free you got them per block that's how you park for free one block west about the iPod. See you today there. I should be there around 9 o'clock. We've got great people showing up. Thanks for listening. So many-